Hi, my name is Francis Holmes. I'm a functional nutritionist and lifestyle practitioner. Thank you for listening to the Digestive Podcast. Hello, my name is Francis Holmes, and I am a certified nutritionist. And my biggest goal is to help people make the connection between what they eat and how they feel. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes when you eat something, you feel great. Maybe a little while later, you don't. Maybe sometimes you eat something and you know while you're eating it, you're going to have a reaction. But you don't care because it feels so good to eat it. It tastes good. The sensation in your mouth is awesome. And it is helping to fulfill a craving you may have for sugar, for something ooey gooey and delicious like, say, a donut or a fresh baked pastry. Or perhaps you just aren't feeling well emotionally and you need something to take the edge off. So a nice bowl of ice cream will do that. These are the kind of things that when we eat them, they feel good in the moment, but afterwards, uh, there's a little fallout that doesn't feel good. And what would those fallouts look like? Well, my energy crashes and burns. I'm satiated, which means I'm comforted or full for a while, but then all of a sudden I'm hungry again. And then the ones that we really don't pay much attention to, which is that our stools are very different. Maybe the next day, things are a little looser than they usually are, or they're just not as neat. Let's just leave it at that for now. Also, some other things that can be happening is the familiar sensations of gas and bloating and maybe even a headache. All of these things are as a result of what we just ate. So making that connection helps us because... Maybe that acid reflux is something that you hadn't connected to eating fried food, say, or something spicy, or even having a sandwich, and afterwards you've got acid reflux, which is heartburn. And just so you know, it has nothing to do with the heart. Acid reflux and heartburn is actually as a result of the very acidic environment of that food you just chewed up and swallowed, it landed in the stomach. And then for whatever reason, it made it back up through that little valve there. And now that acidic environmental food is now burning the very delicate tissues of your esophagus. That's what causes the burn. And it does kind of feel like it's near the heart. So that's why they call it heartburn. Or it can be acid indigestion or what we call GERD which is the acronym for gastroesophageal reflux disorder. And it's not fun. And a lot of times it could be because the times that we're eating, we're very stressed and we are eating our food quick and fast, maybe not chewing it enough. We could be eating foods that we are actually sensitive to and don't have any idea that we are. And we also might not have, believe it or not, enough hydrochloric acid to break down that food. Something interesting that most of us aren't aware of is that we need enough of that hydrochloric acid to help keep that little valve shut. 
That little valve is known as the lower esophageal sphincter, and there needs to be enough of stomach acid in the stomach in order for that valve to stay shut. So if I don't have enough of stomach acid, that might be the reason why I'm suffering from acid reflux. Also, I need digestive enzymes to help me break down that food. But let's back it up. Let's use acid reflux as our example for today and talk about the importance of the different types of digestion. Digestion actually begins in the mind. The minute we even think about eating, the body is starting to go into a digestive mode. Now, once we put food in the mouth, there are two types of digestion in the mouth. One is mechanical digestion, and that is the mastication of food with our teeth. The second is chemical digestion, and that is where the, the uh, digestive enzymes that come out of the jaw, the salivary glands in your mouth, in the jaw, they produce digestive enzymes, and those are coming out to coat the food so that it makes it easier to swallow and also starts to begin to break down the carbohydrates in your mouth. So if I chew my food quick and fast, I'm not getting enough of surface area on the food, and then the enzymes aren't able to do their job. And those large particles of food that I swallow are not very digested. They land in my stomach, and just so you know, your stomach is not an electric blender. It's, it needs to have the food come into it that's been broken down more. So if I can chew my food enough to give it a lot of surface area, for all of those enzymes to begin to work, for it to get coated with the saliva, it makes it easier to swallow. Does anybody have issues with swallowing food? That's maybe because I haven't chewed it enough. And that saliva helps it to slide down that esophagus very nice and gently so that when it lands in the stomach, it can then begin to do the rest of its digestive process, which is where more chemical digestion takes place with the hydrochloric acid in the stomach, the pepsin and the pepsinogen and the gastric juices that all come out of the stomach lining. So just backing it up to thinking about food and really concentrating on chewing it enough can help with my digestion. It'll actually help with gas and bloating. It can also help with um, keeping me fuller longer because the longer I chew my food, the longer it takes me to eat, the less I might eat which will help me with less gas and bloating and um, not overeating because how many of us might overeat because it's so delicious. However, I ate too much. Now I'm so tired and I don't have the energy and that just sets me up for the next few hours to just try to navigate that full belly, which is not going to be fun because now the food's going to sit there and feel like a brick, probably because I didn't chew it enough. And the enzymes are trying to break it down. But again, my stomach's not an electric blender, so it's going to take a while, which means I'm going to be full for a while and very uncomfortable. So those are just a few little points to think about when it comes to making the connection between what you eat and how you feel. And here's a takeaway for today. If I was to list what I ate every day for my breakfast, my lunch, my dinner, my snacks, And write down what I ate, and then a little while later, write down how you feel. Now, you might write down, I feel happy, I feel sad, or I feel angry or irritable. But those are the emotional sides of the eating. How about writing down the physical feelings 
of gas or bloating. Maybe that that meal was just perfect and I wanted for nothing else. I didn't have any sweet cravings. I was perfectly satiated, which means I was perfectly content with the meal size and how much I ate. And I could also write down that I had good energy or I might be writing down that, wow, I was gassy and bloaty and I was tired and lethargic and I even had a headache. Because now you can go back and look and see what you ate that caused those symptoms. And once we do that for a few days, we can go back and take a look at what we eat and say, wow, when I ate that meal, this is how I felt and that was good and I like that. But look, every time I eat this, I don't feel good. So now I have reference and I can begin to start to customize my meals and my snacks so that I feel the best I can feel. So therefore, I am making the connection between what I eat and how I feel. And then I can go forward in selecting foods that are going to help me to feel the best way that I want to feel, which is perfectly satisfied, not a lot of gas and bloating, good energy, no headaches, and I have the energy I need to survive my day or to thrive in my day rather than survive. Let's thrive. And that's what making the connection between what I eat and how I feel. That's why that's so important. So I hope that helps. Uh, enjoy your food, mood, and poop. Don't forget to lo- don't forget to uh, list your poops. How do they look? Because that's a big story too. In fact, that'll be our next blog. What does my poop tell me? Have a great day.